0: Attorney Aaron Hopkins has been in practice for over 24 years. From his downtown West Frankfort private practice, he serves Southern Illinois and beyond. Aaron Hopkins offers a general practice, family law, criminal defense, DUI reinstatement, and other law matters you may have. AaronHopkinsLaw.com. Joining me in the studio once again is Ryan Patrick, uh, Southern Illinois' answer to Don Draper. He is an advertising (laughs) professional uh, with the Wizard of Ads, uh, responsible for creative messages all across the country and I wanted to get his take on this recent AT&T disruption, fiasco, outage, mm-hmm. and how they recover from it. Because everybody was, one, first kind of scared. They thought maybe the terrorists had taken over. Right. And then they were kind of, oh, you, you flubbed up an update? Yeah. And you took us all offline for a day? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But and then they said, well, we're going to give you $5. And that's what a day of service is worth. Right. And eh, it's Okay. But what else could they have done? I'm not sure. I mean, that's better than nothing, but better than nothing oftentimes
1: is not great. Right. Well, you know, in really, they didn't have to do anything. They didn't. You know, the FCC does not say that a phone company has to reimburse anybody if there's an outage. So AT&T did at least offer something, which is more than a lot of companies would do, especially a company as large with as many consumers as as AT&T has. Um, Whether or not what they did was correct, that is really in the, it's perception, right? Right. So somebody might look at $5 and go, okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Somebody else will look at it and go, you know, I use your service for my business, I use your service to make money, to make a living. You took away a day of earnings right. for me. $5 is an insult.
0: Well, that's my uh, grandma's old thing with uh, buying like a, something bad meat at Kroger. Well, yeah, I bought the bad meat and you're going to replace it. But then I also had an ingredient in the soup. I wasted the onion. I wasted the broth. I wasted the noodle. Right. More goes into it than just that one product.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so... It it really is different for for each individual customer how they're going to accept it. But again, they didn't they weren't entitled to anything, um, and so it's 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 hard for somebody to say well yes they did the right thing or no they did the wrong thing or they didn't do enough. Um, you know could they have could they have afforded to do more? Is there something that, you know could they have Credited a, a bigger amount, or or said, "Hey, we're going to, we're just going to eat this month's mm-hmm. you know payment for." Every, but that's a lot. I mean, you're talking about what, what 1.5 million people reported outages, right? And it's easy for us to look at five dollars and go, "Well, that's nothing." But if you were the one who was paying it, and yes, I know that they're a multi-billion-dollar industry, <laughs> but if they start doing that every time, if if they have another outage, well. They're going to have to do it again. They're going to have to do it. You're setting a precedent. Right.
0: And that's you kind of set a precedent for other people in the industry. Yes. One guy goes first and then the next guy, they've pretty well got to follow or the expectations are, are much higher the next time around.
1: Right. And it's almost like you have to uh, outdo them, yeah. too. Like if, you know, if Verizon went down or something like that, are they going to be able to match or do better mm-hmm. than say, hey, we, we care about you more? <laughs> you know, it was really amazing too to watch uh, to look at like Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, um, and see um, the response from people o- online about the five dollar mm-hmm. credit. And so many people were tagging in on social media other companies like keep your five dollars. I'm going to Verizon. Oh, or really? I'm to, or I'm going to Mint Mobile. Uh, you know, something like that. And th- to their credit, the other companies were. We're we're capitalizing on it. They were responding to those tweets saying, hey, we're here for you. One thing we just saw in a different
0: situation, the uh, whole Wendy's surge pricing debacle. And Burger King jumps right in there and says, hey,
1: you don't like it? We'll give you free Whoppers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, you know, it's like handing a pot of gold to the competitors in a lot of ways. You know, they're just... But turnaround is fair play. Someday it's going to happen to them too. Yes, it will. And so... it. it, uh, it it it's really is why and it's, you know these are big major corporations but you know you look at it from you know who who we're talking to right now is maybe just a small business owner mm-hmm. you know a family business owner and and there are there are parallels and there are still things that you could because let's face it no there's no perfect business there's you know something's going to happen something's going to mess up and If you find yourself in a predicament where something has happened and you owe something back to your customers, um, there are good ways to do it and there are bad ways to do it. Um, But you can look at some of these big corporations and see how they handle things and kind of learn how the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it. Exactly. You know? We're talking with Ryan Patrick and do you think as
0: we advance more and cable news and internet news we have a shorter news cycle we have a shorter memory do we still hold maybe grudges as much as we
1: used to or is it all forgotten quicker uh it is it seems to be forgotten quicker because of the short because something new is going to Something some, new and better and bigger. Yeah, or something worse, worse. is going to go wrong. <laughs> you know, um, some other company is going to screw up even bigger. Um, yeah, I, I, it, we, we do have a shorter memory with those things. Um, and that can be a good thing, and that can also be a bad thing. Um, because if your company does something bad and, or screws up, obviously that's something you want to forget about mm-hmm. pretty quickly. But if your company does something good, that's something you don't want to be forgotten, right? Quickly and sadly, those things are also forgotten because something flashier comes along in the next minute that we are now looking at, and so, um, so yeah, it's it's harder to um, it's harder to even even this uh, you know like if if Verizon and Mint Mobile waited until now to jump on this, it would be way too late,
0: right? It's almost too late for us to talk about. It. I kind of had that thought because, but
1: it's still relevant. It's still relevant. It's still it was it's still fresh enough in people's minds to know that oh they screwed up mm-hmm. and they're you know I I, I do give AT and T credit for owning up to it right and saying hey we screwed up and hey we're going to try to give you something. Well, that was the old thing in in politics. You know, you make
0: a mistake, you admit it, you own it, and. Chances are they'll forgive you sooner or later, and that's right. kind of the same thing we're seeing here.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is you want to admit it. You want to if, if so. If you're a, let's say you're a small business owner here in Southern Illinois, and something happens, okay, your system goes down. Something orders get messed up. There're multiple customers who are affected by it. The first thing is to admit it and just get out in front of it Mm -hmm. don't wait don't wait until there's pressure to admit that you did something wrong come out and say we did it wrong you want to get out ahead of it you control that narrative then instead of the narrative controlling you so get out admit it say i did it then accept responsibility we did it the buck starts and stops with me boom it's it's me apologize um and sincerely apologize don't just say, we are so sorry that we screwed up again. You know, I'm we, we, sorry you felt that way. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. I'm sorry yeah. Uh, yeah, that you are disappointed. Um, sometimes people just want to be heard. Right. Sometimes a customer right. just wants to know that they've been heard and that you are sorry. So apologize. Say what you're going to do to correct the problem. And also say what it is you're going to do to make sure that that problem doesn't happen again. What safeguards are you putting in place so that that doesn't happen again?
0: I think for businesses, especially a small business locally, it's you have to remind the customer that there are human faces behind the brands. There are human oh, yeah. faces behind the counter, and people make mistakes, yes. and
1: you could make a mistake. <laughs> and and you'll be amazed too at how many people will um will change their tune right when you apologize, when you say, "Hey, hey, I, I we screwed up, we screwed up, we're we're sorry." this happened, it was supposed to do, this was supposed to go this way, we went this way instead, we screwed up. And you'll be amazed at how many people would, who initially were mad and were ready to pounce will say, hey, we get it, stuff happens, mistakes happen, thank you for, thank you for admitting it, right. thank you for making it right, we appreciate it. From my experience working at a big box retailer
0: and customer service, a lot of times when people came in for a return or money back, they come in hot, they come in mad, yeah. and before you even say hello, they're ready to take your head off. Yep. But as soon as you give them a little bit of respect, and like you said, you hear them,
1: well, they get smiled. And yes. it's a lot easier to work with. Yes. A lot of that is happening too online. Right. Online. You know, so you have these keyboard warriors that, that yeah. you know, uh, are, are, are posting stuff that you, would, that, that you would never say to somebody face-to-face. No. Never ever, but they, but they feel emboldened, um, to -hmm. be able to say these things online. So sometimes you'll get bad reviews. Sometimes you'll, you know, Facebook posts on the, on the company page or whatever, people just railing against something that you did wrong. And the best thing you can do is to not ignore those. You have to address those. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, there are times, especially when you have like Google reviews and things like that, when people are going on there, who have ulterior motives. <laughs> Maybe they're not actually a customer. Maybe they work for a competitor. Maybe they're doing something, you know, they're, they're, they don't like somebody who works for you. So they're just going to go on and leave a bad review for the sake of leaving a bad review. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get things like that, and whether it's a real bad review or if it's somebody who has a, an agenda, um, you need to verify it. You need to make sure, first of all, are these people customers? You know, um, if, if they are, address it. If they're not, address it. Like you can, re- you know, Google reviews, you can reply as the owner, you can reply to the Google reviews and you can say, you know, Hey, we checked our records and we don't have a customer by your <laughs> name. Um, and maybe it's under a different name. We don't know, uh, if, if this is the case, we're truly, truly sorry. But, uh, if you could please give us a call so we can verify that this is indeed, you know, uh, a customer that we did work for, then we can, we can work something out. And right there, then, you're, then you're, show, you're shining the light on the fact that, okay, this, might, this, this customer who posted this review may not be on the up and up. But if it is a legit, you must go in there and do what I just said. Apologize, take, take, you know, take full responsibility, tell them how you're going to rectify it and how it's not going to happen again. And make sure that those are there because if you have a, a lot of uh, reviews that don't have any responses – If you ignore it, well, ignorance kind of um, implies that you're guilty of it all. Yeah. You don't want to address it because you know it's real. And that's that. Can be very detrimental. Do you think it is as
0: detrimental? We've heard a lot about fake reviews. You said the bad ones, but the fake good ones, like uh, people go on and just talk up a product and talk it, talk it, talk it up, and people buy the thing. Yes, and it's a hunk of junk. Yes, that's. I think that's just as bad, if not worse. And
1: and that's you. You see, you see a lot of that online. um, Not so much with uh, local companies, but you see it with these companies who are obviously. Yes, the, the, these reviews that are being spammed uh, on these uh, sites from whatever country, who knows where in the world that these these uh, are coming from. You can't, it, you have to take those with a grain of salt. You have to look at those. And when you see something that has glowing review after glowing <laughs> review after glowing review, that's kind of a red flag because there is no business or product on the planet. Who has nothing but glowing reviews. No, um, there's always somebody out there who's going to go, this thing sucks. I mean, this is, this is awful. Um, Or it's, "Eh, it's, it's okay. It's not as good. You know, I, that's why when I go like to Amazon and look at a product, I never read the five-star reviews. I never read the one-star reviews. (laughs) I look at the three-star reviews. Those are the ones that are usually the most brutally honest reviews. Because that's where you're going to see, here's what the real pros and cons are of this product or service. So just always beware when it's just nothing but glowing reviews. Of course, you know, business owners want that. But every now and then, it's good to have a review that isn't as glowing. Yeah. Because that gives you an opportunity to show how you respond to those. And, and it also helps you as a business owner to be able to take that and use that for training for your, for your team. You know, if you if you get a few bad reviews, it's not the end of the world. Don't delete them. Don't, you know, don't try to hide them. Just address them and try to find some good from them. We're talking with advertising pro
0: Ryan Patrick, and, and doing research for this, I saw a new word for me, brand purpose, instead of just brand loyalty. Hmm. And that is the best um example i can give is you know uh starbucks wanting to do good in the world and yeah. uh, uh spreading joy and happiness in coffee <laughs> do you think people are more willing to forgive if they if the company they're dealing with at first is a well-liked company or is doing good in the world as opposed to i don't know AT&T or Chevrolet or whoever that just takes your money
1: well yeah that's a good that's a good uh, question um it it really there's there's not a there's not a blanket answer for this um it really boils down to who what the company is and what they're doing and yeah. if if what they say they're doing is legit if they are actually doing what they say they're doing um yeah you have companies that uh kind of attract that brand loyalty um because they are doing good you know i think of uh like Tom's shoes that would donate a yeah, pair exactly. of shoes, or Bombas socks. They, you know, they donate a pair of socks for every sock they sell, and, and you know things like that. They're giving back uh, or finding ways to uh, support certain causes or whatever through what they do. That's going to appeal to people who, who are like-minded, who have, who share those those values, and who want to support those kinds of things. Um, so it's going to benefit that company with those people, um, who are, who share those morals. And that's a great way to build that brand loyalty, you know, emotional brand loyalty. There's, there's really two different types of, of brand loyalty. There's, there's like the emotional type and there's functional. Functional is very transactional. You know, I'm, I'm loyal with you up until I see somebody else who is offering pretty much what you do for a better price. That's kind of what we saw these mom and pop stores and then Walmart moved into town right and and that's unfortunate you know and, and, and really how you kind of build that emotional brand loyalty is by offering more you know there's a the difference between price and value right um, and emotional is b- built more into value so what do you value? do you value you know these uh, these causes that are, are being supported do you value um, that you feel like you're a brand ambassador for this company. Uh, and this this is not just for like the apples and you know, we're talking about you can do this with loyal customers locally. I will give you an example. For Valentine's Day, I bought some
0: jewelry from a girlfriend, going to the jewelry store and as I'm checking out, they try to get me to buy a uh, Saint Jude teddy bear. Hmm. And I said, Well, I've already um, you know, I'm donated to Saint Jude, our radio station does it they, Oh, you work for Z one hundred? Yeah. And they said that Dave Clark he gave hundred thousand dollars to St Jude, mm-hmm. and says I don't think I'll ever need a truck, but if I do need a truck, I'm going to call Dave Clark because yeah. he gave that money to St Jude.
1: Yes, yes, and that's not why he did it. No, it's not. But out of his goodness of his heart, they you know Clark Trucking did that, and it it goes a long way. It goes a yeah. long way when you when you're showing that you are giving back and making an effort to help in the community. It does. It does you know attract. Listen, now you're not going to convince everybody. There's always going to be something, somebody looking for a lower price. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be... And, and there's always somebody who can make it cheaper and, and sell it for less money. So um, look for ways to provide value, whether that is through something like giving back to the community, whether it is through uh, a point system, you know, a reward system, a referral program. Um, there are ways to build value around what you do so that people who are who value those things... They're more attracted to that, and they will tend to think of you first and go with you whenever they need your product or service, as opposed to the transactional, which is only based on price, and those are customers that you won't be able to keep. No matter how hard you try. No matter how hard you try. Do you think there's a
0: generational change uh, when you talk about brand loyalty and brand forgiveness? Who's more likely to forgive?
1: Well, um, I... Well, uh, (laughs) I... I think the, the older generation is going to be um, more loyal, stick, stick they're, 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 you know, it's, they, well, my, da- my grandfather drove a Ford, I, my exactly. dad drove a Ford, I'm going to drive a Ford. Yep. Nowadays, though, uh, I was just reading in Forbes um, that uh, 57% of Gen Z Americans are less loyal to brands. Um, and that one in three aren't uh, customers in America, U S customers aren't loyal to brands as much as they Mm -hmm. used to be before. Um, uh, they're willing to try new brands and that's a good thing for companies and startups, new companies. It's a good thing. Uh, it's not a great thing for companies that have been around a long time. Um, and that's why it's so more, more important now to know what your customer wants, what they desire and give it to them, provide that for them don't just say well we've been around here for 80 years we've always been everybody's first choice don't assume that that's going to continue because it, the the bigger corporations the uh the large companies the younger generation tends to not trust them as much huh. as newer companies yeah so.
0: if uh, you want to talk about brand loyalty just ask the folks at uh, Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light i mean yeah. one instagram video that's it tanked him yes yes goodness
1: <laughs> it's crazy it
0: wasn't it's even crazy. a commercial it was just no a person on their An social influencer. media yeah. Yes. i yes. never heard of this person before i had neither i still haven't heard of them <laughs> i don't know what they
1: do why they do it i don't know but my goodness yeah it was the vitriol it created it spread so quickly it can yeah. spread like wildfire and that's and that's on both sides good and bad goods can spread but bad seems to spread faster yep bad news travels like a wildfire boy it does ryan patrick thanks for
0: your time this morning out right after this you are racing over to john a you're yes. going to be in a production mm-hmm. uh
1: later today and through the weekend uh why don't you give that a plug uh the 25th annual putnam county spelling bee is a fun funny touching beautiful musical and uh, encourage everybody to come out we're trying to rebuild the the theater program mm-hmm. at, at Logan, and so we'd love to have a big community push uh, to show up for this. Uh, we have a, perform- a free performance at 10 a.m. this morning. We also have shows tonight and tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and then Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Tickets are available uh, online. I would uh, just go to Johnny Logan College's uh, Facebook page and look for the link, and also you can buy the tickets at the door. $15 for adults, kids, and students are in uh, at 10, and I rate it around PG-13.
0: And and it's a great auditorium. It's a great venue, you know, going at Trico High School. Nothing against Trico High School. (laughs) But once you see a production like John A. or SIU, my goodness, the things that you can do. It is, and it's a great cast. Come come see it. Ryan Patrick's in it. 841 (laughs) News Radio, WJPF. Ryan, thanks for your time. Thank you.